Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We are so excited that you have decided to tune in just to hear what God has prepared for all of us. I am your host, Arthenius Colvin, coming to you live from South Carolina, and I'm just so excited to share the, the, the good news, or not just the good news, but the great news. And I'm just so excited about it. I'm excited about being back online, um, just for another day. I'm just really grateful for who God is and all the things that he continues to do for us because he does not have to do it, but I'm so glad that he does. And you know what? I'm just so grateful, so, so grateful. So this is episode 1,936. So welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time tuning in, let me tell you a little bit about myself and the organization of One Touch Transformation. So again, my name is Arthenius Colvin. I'm from South Carolina. I've been here my entire life. But my my baby, my organization, my ministry is One Touch Transformation, which is going on 10 years. So One Touch Transformation is a nonprofit organization on sexual awareness, or sexual abuse awareness, excuse me. And so our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors. So not only do we raise awareness, but one of our main objectives is to let others know or let victims and survivors know that healing is available. So I started this organization because I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And so um, not to go into too many details, but I started the organization because it was an extension of my healing. And so I was silent for 20 years, never said anything to family or friends about my past of sexual abuse until 20 years later. And so when I finally decided to speak up and share my story, I sought help. I went to therapy. I went to group counseling. And let me tell you, it helped. So um I am all for counseling. I'm all for therapy if you need it, even though I, I am a believer, have been in church my entire life. But, yes, I did attend therapy and counseling. So after attending counseling and after going through, you know, group therapy, I knew that there was more that needed to be done. And, and of course, I didn't want to just stop there. It's like I wanted my healing to continue on, and I wanted to give back. So I did volunteer at my local rape crisis center, which was PD Coalition, and I, you know, um, donated my time, my services, as far as sharing my story with others and letting them know, like, where I was, where I started, and just how, you know, God had healed me from so many things from my past and how he was making my life, you know, practically brand new. I often refer to my transformation like a butterfly, you know, going through the metamorphosis stages. And so, started One Touch Transformation because I wanted others to experience healing. I wanted, you know, other victims and survivors to know that healing is available and that you have to make the decision for yourself in order to heal. I know it's a hard decision. It's it's not easy speaking up. It's not saying me too. It's not easy saying that it happened to me. But it was one of the greatest decisions that I ever made because the day 
that I decided that I wanted to heal is when I started finding true freedom. And the scripture is so true when he says that whom the son is made free is free indeed. And so from that day, I've constantly spoken freedom over my life, healing over my life. And like I said, I just want the same for others who have dealt with similar experiences, traumatic experiences of the past and let them know that, hey, you do not have to remain in your past. You do not have to become a victim of your past. You do not have to allow what happened to you to dictate who God has destined you to become because God is He's beautiful and He's called you He's called you to, to be great. He'll give us beauty for our ashes. So that's why I say he's beautiful. And because he's a beautiful God, an amazing God, a great God, he, there's so much that he can do for us and that he will do for us as long as we are willing to say yes. You know, yes, I want to be healed. Yes, I want to be free. I place it in your hands. And that's what we have to do. And like I said, I still did attend my therapy sessions and, and counseling, but a little bit of therapy, a little bit of counseling, and some, and a whole lot of God <laughs> has gotten me to where I am today. And I cannot express how, just how amazing God has been in my life. He has done some wonderful things, you know, things that I did not think would ever happen and happen. You know, I used to be one who wondered if I would ever get married. I, I felt like my past, the pain of my past, would prevent me from ever being able to get married. But I am so proud and so happy to say that I'm going on two years of being married to my wonderful husband who just has been a part of my journey since day one, if I'm honest. But I am just so grateful. I'm grateful for God. I'm grateful for everyone who has supported me throughout this journey, who has supported One Touch Transformation. Going on 10 years, I mean, it's it's a blessing to be able to look back and think back on where we all started and where we are now. And like I said, God has just been so good to me. It's so much that I can just go on and on about, but that's how it is when we're, you know, thinking about the goodness of God, when we're talking about how great he is and the things that he does for us, you know, daily and from one year to the next, from one week to the next. It's just so much, despite everything that's going on around us, because we know that there is constant chaos that's happening, that's happening around us, but whenever you have God in your life, whenever your mind is on him, he tells us that he will keep us in perfect peace. So a lot of times people may wonder, how is it that you still have peace in a time of chaos, have peace in a time of hard times, have peace in a time of sickness, you know, whatever it may be, whatever your circumstances may be, God still gives us peace. Because he said, if we keep our mind stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. And I have seen that scripture to be true. It has proven to be true in my life because despite everything that I've gone through, the things that still happen, we have someone that we can look to, we have someone that we can go to, and he will give us the peace, that joy, and the strength that we need each and every day. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this opportunity again tonight. Thank thankful for Purpose Kingdom and just them opening the doors, opening this opportunity for me to share my testimony and prayerfully help others who may go through similar experiences or just people in general 
who go through or who are still dealing with experiences from the past because we often, you know, as individuals, as believers, sometimes we allow our past to kind of hold us hostage and 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 hold us back from what God is calling us to be and, and calling us to walk in because there is purpose over all of our lives, whether we believe it or not. But there is a purpose for all of us. God created us all unique and fearfully and wonderfully made so we cannot allow our past to dictate who God has called us to be. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I've got some great things to share with you tonight. Um, it really blessed me even as I was going through it, and I and I pray that it blesses you as well. So tonight what I want to talk about is alignment, alignment. And so I want to I title it, time, it's time for an alignment, time for an alignment. So most of the times when we're talking about alignment, we are referring to our car, of course. Sometimes we take our cars in to get adjusted, we get an alignment, and we may get it um, some tire balancing, some wheel, wheel alignments, all those kind of things. And so sometimes we have to take it in whenever we start feeling some things that are going off while we're driving. But when we're just simply talking about alignment, the definition itself is um, arrangement in a straight line. So an arrangement in a straight line. So, again, usually we think first of tire alignment. But we can also think about um, our spine being aligned from chiropractic care. So sometimes if you're having problems with your spine, which is probably most people, if we're being honest, we have to go to the chiropractor and have our spine aligned. Now, I'm telling you, if you've never been to a chiropractor, go. I mean, I I love going to the chiropractor. It's been a while since I've been, you know, since I've moved and everything. I I miss my, my old chiropractor because she's the greatest, Dr. Jennifer Evans Scott, located in Florence, South Carolina. But chiropractors are amazing and very intelligent than how the spine works. But when we're talking about an alignment, we're trying to get an arrangement in a straight line. And the reason why we're getting an alignment is to correct or to make sure everything is appropriate and it's in the right position, right? And so we, we want our tires to be in the right position, the appropriate position. So when we drive, we're not having any issues. We're not having any problems while we're steering the wheel. And we want to make sure that our spine is aligned in the correct position because we can experience some pain if our spine is not aligned correctly. So that is the purpose of the chiropractor, so that they can align your spine and so you won't have to deal with anything that's, you know, uncomfortable on your spine that's going to bring you some discomfort on your back. So when things are misaligned, that means they're in an incorrect position, which is why you have to get them aligned or get it corrected. So there's a reason for having those appointments, whether it's for your car or having those appointments that are for um, the chiropractor. They're trying to get everything in the right position. Aligned, when we're talking about it spiritually, when I looked it up, it says an intuition is sharper. When you are aligned spiritually, your intuition 
is sharper, you're able to connect with your higher self. So in a sense, everything pretty much comes together in a in a more clearer matter. You have more clarity. So we're talking about your intuition, your your spiritual life, the way you think, the way you operate, the way that you move about. You have clarity whenever you are spiritually aligned. Why are we? Why do we have more clarity? Because my spirit is in agreement with the spirit of God, so therefore I do have some clarity. Without, without my, uh, without clarity, it's kind of hard to maneuver. If I, if I'm not clear of the decisions that I'm making, if I'm not clear of the of the steps that I'm taking, if I'm not clear of what I'm doing, of how I'm maneuvering, how I'm operating, then something is bound to happen. And so that's why it is so important that we are aligned even spiritually. So we know we have to take care of our physical bodies. We know we have to take care of our, you know, our vehicles from place to place. We have to work. We have to run errands. So, of course, we want to make sure that our car is running correctly. We want to make sure the tires are aligned, the wheels and everything is, is um, functioning correctly. And we want to make sure our bodies are aligned, our spine is aligned, so we won't have to experience any discomfort. Because who wants to walk around with their back in pain all the time? Certainly not me, but if we want to have comfortability, if we want to be comfortable, if we want to walk without pain, then we got to get the back aligned, keep it straight. All right, so the process of aligning your thoughts, your words, your actions with your higher truth, again, when you are aligned spiritually. And when you are aligned spiritually, then you're able to live in a way that is in line with your deepest values and your beliefs. You're able to live and be in tune with God, whatever your your values are and your beliefs. And so if we are believers, if we are Christians, then that means our values and our beliefs, they should be aligned with God of how he said we should live. All right, so we're talking about being aligned, time for an alignment. So what are some, what are some, um, what are some things that we can reflect on or before I get there, what are some things that we see or notice whenever we're driving our vehicles when we know it's time for an alignment? Because if we're driving and all of a sudden something starts pulling in one direction, like, uh uh-uh, something's not right, that means we've got to take them to the car shop and, and figure out, hey, what's going on? What's going on with the wheels? What's going on with the tire? So with the, if the alignment corrects the tire so that they can, you know, come in contact with the roll the right way or the correct way, then what about our spiritual life? How do we know when we're not spiritually aligned? How do we know? What are some things that we notice? And if we're honest, I know if I'm honest and being transparent, I know when something is off in my spiritual life. I know when something is off. And I know I'm not the only one, <laughs> but we're able to see or feel when something's just not right. We have signs. We have warnings when it comes to our car. We, we know. We can feel it. And if you're a great mechanic, if you're into those things, you might can't even see it just looking at the tires. But we definitely can feel it when we're driving. 
And so <laughs> I looked up signs. I really did. I looked up signs of when you – signs to recognize as far as when it comes to the car when you know it's time for an alignment. And so here are some signs that they gave us. So here's some on-the-road um, signs. If the car is pulling to one side of the road, then you might need an alignment. When the tire treads are wearing out, it might be time for an alignment. When the tires are squealing, you might need an alignment. When the steering wheel tilts off center when driving, you might need an alignment. And lastly, the steering wheel vibrates when accelerating, then you might need an alignment. And it says an alignment keeps your car from veering to the right or left. It also can improve the handling of your vehicle and stop unusual on-the-road vibrations. So this is why it is important to pay attention to the signs when it comes to your will alignment. But we've got to pay attention even to our spiritual lives. It is, I mean, I, I know we got to take care of our bodies physically. we got to take care of our vehicles because, like I said, we use them every day. And so we need them. So we pay attention to those signs, but we also got to make sure we're paying attention to the signs that we display when it comes to our spiritual life. So we'll know when it's time for an alignment because we don't want to veer too far to the right or too far to the left. We want to stay on the straight and narrow because anytime we begin to veer too far to the left or too far to the right, then we are beginning to pull away from the road that God has us on. So we know that God tells us he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us, but whenever we are distracted or when things begin to come into our life and we're not, you know, guarding up our our eyes and our ears and our entire spiritual life and we become distracted and we begin to veering off, then it's going to pull us away from, it's going to pull us away from God and it's going to pull us away from the road that he has us on. And so this is why it is so important to make sure that our spiritual lives are aligned. And if you have experienced any signs, then, hey, it's time for an alignment. Like I said, you know yourself better than anyone else. I can't tell you when you're wrong. You can't tell me when I'm wrong. And and I'm just saying, speaking from when you're taking a a self-evaluation or when you're self-reflecting, you know when you're wrong. And and it's not that no one can tell you, but no one shouldn't have to tell you because you know yourself better than anyone else. So if you know that there are some signs in your life where it's displaying that you are veering off to the left or to the right, if you're leaving the path that God has set up for you and you're not going down the straight and narrow, then it's time for an alignment. That's it. That's all. It's time for an alignment. We take our cars in to get checked up. We go to the doctor to get a checkup. And if you're like me, you go to the chiropractor and make sure your spine is staying aligned. So we've got to do these checkups for our spiritual lives. Now, how often you do your spiritual checkup, that's on you. I'm not going to tell you how often to do it. Some may do it every day. Some may do it every week. You know, when it's time for service, maybe that's their way of checking in. Some may do it monthly. I don't know, but that is at your discretion. Only you know when it's time for 
you know, a spiritual checkup so you can get set up for your spiritual alignment. One thing I do know that will pull everything out of alignment, and I'm talking about our spiritual life, the one thing, and I'm not saying the only thing, but the one thing that I know for certain that will pull everything out of alignment is sin. Sin. It will pull us out of alignment every time. And so there's nothing for us to do but, you know, get a spiritual alignment. Get spiritually aligned. Now, it's going to take some things. It's going to take some work, like with anything else. Whenever we're getting our cars fixed up, whenever we're getting our bodies fixed up, it's going to take some work. But when it comes to our spiritual life, this is something that we have to do individually. No one else can do it for us. My mom can't do it for me. My dad can't do it for me. My husband can't do it for me. My friends can't do it for me. But I have to do it for myself, and the same goes for you. You have to be in charge of how you get, you know, spiritually aligned. And so it does It does take some work. It takes a few things. For one thing, or for starters, you have to surrender. Just surrender. Give it all up to God. Like, look, I know I've sinned. I've veered off. I've gotten off the straight and narrow, and there's nothing to it but to just, hey, surrender. You have to submit. It goes hand in hand. When you surrender, then you submit. Submit to God. Let him have his way. It takes humility. Be humble. This is not the time to be prideful. This is not the time to, you know, act big and bad like you didn't do anything. But, no, surrender, submit, have humility. And then that invites obedience, conforming to Christ, and then playing your part in the church, and I'm talking about the church as a whole, not just in your local church, but I'm talking about the kingdom of God, just playing your part in it. And so when we are spiritually aligned, we're able to do all of those things. Everything falls into place. You know, we're talking about alignment. Everything is aligned. It falls into place. So we're talking about when you surrender, when you submit, when you have humility, when you're obedient, when you're conforming to Christ, Plan your part in the church or in the kingdom of God. So how, you might be asking, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear you want me to surrender or not me, God. I hear that you say God wants, you, wants us to surrender. He wants us to submit, be humble, be obedient, conform to Christ, and then I have a part to play in the kingdom of God. Maybe you understand what I'm saying or maybe you hear what I'm saying. But where do we begin when we're talking about having this spiritual alignment? And like I said, this is totally up to you of how often you have a spiritual checkup. We're all different. We're all on different levels. We we have our own relationship with God. So this is not for me to tell you, oh, it's time. Yeah, it's, this is your, your, your checkup time. But, no, you decide. Like I said, you know yourself better than anyone else. So you know when it's time for a checkup. And, you know, if tonight just happens to be the night 
hey, then glory to God. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it because we all, you know, can use a checkup from time to time. We all can use it. But just in case, you may be wondering, okay, so where do I start? So I'm going to help you tonight. And, and you know, and I'm, this is all coming from the word, coming from the Bible, Bible, sorry, coming from the Bible, and this is just a simple step, simple process of how we all, so not just you, not just me, but this is for all of us, all the believers, but this is how we all can, you know, start our checkup or start our spiritual alignment. So first I want to go to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to start with the first verse. We're going to read 1 and 2. Yeah, let's read 1 and 2. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. So he starts off by saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so let me pause right there first. So if if we're going to present our bodies a living sacrifice and if we're going to be holy and acceptable unto God, then that means, you know, not physically being aligned, but we must be aligned spiritually in order for us to be a living sacrifice, to be used by God, to be a vessel that he can use, to be acceptable, to be holy. And we're talking about holy, we're talking about the way that we live, the way that we treat one another, the way that we carry ourselves. We're set apart when we're holy. We're not like the world when we're holy. We're not doing everything else or following the crowd when we're holy. And so he said, I beseech you, beseech you that you, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So first he said, I need it to be holy and I need it to be acceptable unto God. And so which is your reasonable service. So it is the least that you can do. You may not know what all of your gifts are. You may not know what God has called you to become right now or, or to do. You may not know where, you know, where you're supposed to be exactly. But the least that you can do, your reasonable service that you can give right now is just to be a living sacrifice, to be holy and acceptable so that God can simply use you. Because when you are available, when you are acceptable, when you are holy, when you are a living sacrifice, then God can use you. He will use you. doesn't matter what your background is, where you come from, what you have done, what people may have called you in the past. But when you become a living sacrifice, when you're holy, you're acceptable, then God can use you. Second verse says, going to tell us how we can begin our alignment says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable. So in order for us to be spiritual aligned or to even start the process of alignment, because remember, it's going to take some work. So in order to start this process, he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it starts with our mind. In order for us to have a spiritual alignment, it starts with our mind. And so our mind has to be transformed. And we cannot operate like the world. 
says be not conformed to this world. We can't move like the world. We can't do like the world. But we have to transform our mind so it can be renewed. And so it says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when you have a renewed mind, then God can be able to show you what is good and acceptable and the perfect will that he has for your life. So when we don't have that renewed mind and we were thinking like the world, then we're pretty much focused on what the world wants us to do, how the world sees us, how the world wants us to operate. And so then we can't understand or we can't see spiritually what God's will is for our life because we're so focused on what the world is saying or what the world has to say about us or how the world wants us to move. But we cannot be conformed to the world. So it's going to take us transforming our mind in order to start this process of the spiritual alignment. Because the world is not walking the straight and narrow. No. They're not walking the straight and narrow path. But whenever you begin to renew your mind, then that's when you begin to see and know and understand the will of God. So have that mind transformation. Let that transformation take place so that you are able to see, to understand, and to know for yourself God's perfect will and his plan for your life. Do not allow the world to show you or tell you what the will is over your life. No. We have to allow God to transform our minds so he can show us, so we'll know for ourselves. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. And just want to stick this out there. Um, if at any time you would like to call and, you know, share anything that I um, that may, you know, um, Anything that that make that's that's interesting, anything that that goes along with what I'm saying, I, I, I would love to hear from your input. All you got to do, if you're listening online, just call three one nine five two seven six zero nine one. That number again is three one nine five two seven six zero nine one. If you're already listening on the phone, all you have to do is press the number one, and whenever you press one, we'll bring you on the line. So we're going to Proverbs. Chapter 16, verse 3. And so it reads, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So we're still talking about that mind. Commit thy works unto the Lord. So we, you got to transform your mind, renew your mind. And so then he tells us, commit our works, everything that we do, before we even do it. Submit it to the Lord. And then he said, and thy thoughts shall be established. We'll know with certainty. It'll, that seals it. When we try to do things our way or the way the world perceives it or the way, or the way the world expects us to do it, then it won't last. It won't last. There's no establishment. But when we commit our words to the Lord, then he's able to establish our own thoughts, our very own thoughts. Because we think one way, remember, because his thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are not like our ways. And so whenever we begin 
to get spiritually aligned, we begin to, you know, you get on the same page. You begin to think, to show you, to direct you, and then you have some establishment going on. Otherwise, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be from one place to the other, bouncing back and forth, bouncing around, because you're not spiritually aligned. And then you're you're wondering, trying to figure out, why can't I get anything going? Why do I feel so discombobulated? Why can't I focus? Because you haven't committed your works into the Lord, and so now your thoughts are all over the place. So he he tells us to commit our works unto the Lord, and our thoughts shall be established. We'll be able to think with clarity. That is important. Thinking with clarity, and I'm talking about allowing the Spirit of God to to move even in your thoughts, not just through your words or through your deeds, but even in your thoughts. Have you ever thought about that before? Our thoughts, because. You know, we can have some wild imaginations and we can have some wild thoughts. And if we're not careful, those thoughts can lead us to some dark places or to the wrong places. And so that's why it is so important, very important to just make sure that we are always spiritually aligned because, it, it, it hey, it can save our lives. I'm so serious and I'm just, and I'm not talking about, so much on a spiritual level, but just in everyday life, if we really keep our mind and our thoughts guarded and committed to to the Lord, man, just think of all the trouble that it can save us from. And so, again, spiritual alignment, we need it. We need it. And like I said, I can't tell you how often you need it or how it's up to every individual. But a spiritual alignment is 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 needed. All right, next, next, nah, getting tongue twisted. Next, let's go to Second Corinthians, chapter seven, and we're going to read verse one. Second Corinthians, chapter seven, and verse one. So, still talking about how we're able to align ourselves with God, align ourselves with God. Spiritual alignment. Second Corinthians seven and one. It says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness and the fear of God. Let me read that one more time. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh. And it says, and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So remember in the in Romans, the 12th chapter, it talked about us being holy. So I do understand that we are not perfect. We're not going to get it right. We're going to make mistakes. We were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity, meaning we were just born to do wrong. <laughs> That's just it. That's the plainest way to say it. But in the second part, he said, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. Everything that causes us to do wrong, that causes us to sin, that causes us to veer off to the left or to the right, that takes us off the straight and narrow, that takes us off the road that God has prepared for us. He said, cleanse us, cleanse ourselves 
from all of the flesh. Because remember, as long as we are alive in this life, we're always going to be battling with our flesh and the spirit. And we know that the flesh is always going to go against the spirit of God. So we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with this flesh. And so while we are here, while we're in this body, it's it's always a cleansing going on. This is not just a one-time thing. And the reason why I say it's not a one-time thing, in the next part it says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So he didn't say that you're going to be perfect in the fear of God, but he says perfecting holiness. So this is something that we're constantly striving to become. We're striving to be to be holy. We're striving to be Christ-like until the day we die or until Christ returns. We are perfecting. No, we are not perfect, but we have a perfect God, which is why it says perfecting holiness and the fear of God. So this is something that we are constantly doing, constantly practicing. So we are constantly cleansing ourselves, constantly uh, renewing our mind. This is not just a one-time checkup, but this is something that we have to do constantly because we are trying to perfect who we are in Christ. We're not going to be perfect. So that's why he says perfecting holiness. I-N-G, meaning continuing. So we can't get to the point where we feel like, okay, I've already had an alignment last month. I'm good. No, this is something that is ongoing, perfecting. We're perfecting who God has called us to be, perfecting to be holy, perfecting holiness, perfecting righteousness, perfecting godliness. All of these things, we're, we're constantly renewing our mind. Transforming is, is, is something that's ongoing. So in order for us to, again, go, to, go through this spiritual alignment, those words that I called out early, like surrender, submission, humility, obedience, conforming to Christ, this is ongoing. It's not just a one-time checkup. And so when you feel like it's time for an alignment, I'm giving you what where you can start. Not telling you how to do it, but I'm giving you what the word says. So this is just a start. So we know that we we can't be conformed to the world, but we must be conformed to Christ. Renew our mind. Once we renew our mind, then we've got to commit our works to the Lord so that he can establish our thoughts. So again, starting with our mind. When we renew our mind, then he can establish our thoughts. Once he establishes our thoughts, then we're able to understand that, hey, look, I've got to get rid of all filthiness of my flesh and the spirit because I am now on the road to perfecting holiness, righteousness, godliness. This is what I'm after. So now let's go to Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. So we're talking about cleansing, cleansing our, our flesh, and it even said the filthiness of our flesh and our spirit. So now when we go to Hebrews 12 and 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Again, 
this is a race. We're, we, we haven't reached the finish line yet, so that's why I said let us run with patience. It's going to take patience. Why is it going to take patience? Because sometimes you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. That's why I said lay aside every weight. And so let's, let's deal with the weight first before we get to the sin, because we already know sin is the one thing that pulls everything out of alignment. So we really don't have to deal too much with the sin, but a lot of times it's the weight that we're carrying that besets us or pulls everything out of alignment. So let's think about it this way. Everything that we do as far as um, just, I'll just say for pleasure or, yeah, for pleasure. So we're talking about the pleasures of the world, things that we enjoy. Uh, I mean, it, it can be anything. Now, there are some things that we do, you know, that may be sinful, and then there are some things that are not sinful. But what is the issue or what is the problem? What makes it wrong and causes it to be a weight and not necessarily a sin? All right? Here, here's the thing. There are times when... We know, I'm just going to say we know, and we're going to, like I said, this is individual, making it personal. There are times when we know that we should do X, Y, Z or know that we shouldn't do X, Y, Z, and it, not, and it may not necessarily be a sin. But when it becomes a problem, for instance, when we begin to enjoy the pleasures of life more than you know, spending time with God, when it begins to, I guess, overpower our relationship with God and overpower the things we do for God, then it becomes a weight. So it may not necessarily be labeled a sin, but when we begin to indulge in things more than we spend time with God and more than we do things for God, then it becomes a weight. It becomes a distraction. So in this case, distractions can be what we label weight because it's causing us to veer off. So it may not necessarily be a sin, but I'm indulging so much in it that it's causing me to stray away or causing me to veer off of the path that God has set for me. So now it has become a weight. It's starting to weigh me down. And, of course, we've got the cares of life, our, our problems that we go through. That is weight. It's, it, we, like I said, we don't necessarily call it sin, but anything that weighs us down, anything that besets us, anything that veers us off this course, veers us off the path that God has set forth, it has become a weight. So it is causing us to, you know, slow down causing us to veer off, and causing us to become misaligned. Why? Because we have too much weight that we're carrying. Think about our physical spine, our back. What happens when we carry too much weight? You can barely walk. Think about whenever you were in school. I know now they don't have too many books now, but when we were coming up, we had some heavy book bags. I mean, you had a book for every period of the class. So we're talking about anywhere between 
four to six books in your book bag, depending on how many classes you had, because you had a book for every class. So you had your regular textbooks in your book bag, and then you had your notebooks, your trapper keepers, and any other miscellaneous items. You're carrying this on your back, on your spine. So think back, how difficult was it for you to walk with all that weight on your back? Even if it wasn't a book bag, you could have been carrying anything on your back. It is difficult to walk with anything heavy and pressing down on your spine. So think about what God is saying, what his word is saying. Like, lay it aside, every weight, every sin that so easily beset us is going to throw us off track. It's going to slow us down, and then we're going to focus so much on this weight and on this sin, and we're not able to focus on what's really in front of us. And, again, it throws us off. And so that's why he said let us run with patience. It's going to take some patience because you're going to want to give up because we're going to get too heavy. Life is problems, the things that they, that that's thrown at us, we need patience. We need patience. But it is able to be done because there are others who have gone through life just as we are doing right now and who who were able to do, you know, what God is telling us to do, to perfect our holiness. That's why I said there is a, a cloud of witnesses who have gone through it, who have, you know, been able to go through it. But it's going to take patience. It's going to take patience. Oh, man, I I really pray and hope that this is blessing someone who's listening because we can never, like, we can never go to God too many times and, you know, just ask for forgiveness. And, And essentially that's what we're doing when we're talking about having a spiritual alignment. We're repenting, asking God to forgive us and to, you know, renew our mind. So we go to him, we, we confess, we we go with the heart of just surrendering so that we can submit to him and, and be humble, bow down at his feet, open up our heart, be obedient so that we can conform to Christ and we're able to continue on in this race and have a part in the kingdom of God because we're all here to upbuild the kingdom of God. Believers, that's what we're called to do. Remember the first thing, hey, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's your reasonable service. So even if you feel like, oh, God hasn't called me to do anything, he has. He has. He has called you to be, you know, holy, acceptable, a living sacrifice. And so tonight's message points essentially to repentance. Having a repentance heart is so is is it's imperative on this spiritual journey. Because if we think back to David, how he was a man after God's heart, that means he kept a repentance heart. Because he knew that he made mistakes. Just like today we know that we make mistakes. 
But while we have a chance, while we're still alive in this lifetime, while the breath is in our body, or as I say, while the blood is running warm in your veins, <laughs> while we have a chance to return to God, to repent, take advantage of every opportunity. I can't tell you how often to repent. It's like I can't tell you how often to have these spiritual checkups. But you know yourself better than anyone else. The Bible tells us that God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. So he showed his love towards us even while we were sinners and even while we mess up now. But guess what? Christ died for us because he knew that we would sin. He knew that we would still make mistakes. So Christ died for us. And so for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so whenever we are realigning ourselves back with God, our spiritual life, we're surrendering to him. We're submitting to him and his will. We're confessing, confessing our, our faults, all of our wrongdoings to God. We're repenting. And so tonight is an opportunity, a chance for you to realign your spiritual life or to realign yourself with God. This is what it's been all about, time for an alignment, time for an alignment or time for a realignment because sometimes we have to come back and do it again. And, the, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with confessing again, repenting again. So even if you want to say it's time for a realignment, we've got to do it again. And so tonight is the opportunity, your chance to align yourself with God, even if it's for the first time. Maybe someone is listening who has never turned to God, who doesn't know God. But guess what? God sent his son Jesus to die for you too. And he said, if you believe in him, you will not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. And so if you are ready to make that decision to start your relationship with Christ, to get aligned with him, your spiritual life, I want you to pray with me tonight. I want you to pray with me tonight. And then we're going to pray for everyone as we go through this realignment, for all the believers as we go through this realignment. But if you're ready to align yourself and align your life with Christ, I want you to pray with me. Say, Father, forgive me. I acknowledge my transgressions. I acknowledge my wrongdoings. God, I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to die for my sins of all of my wrongdoings. God, I accept you into my life. God, I accept your will for my life. Renew my mind so that I may think like you. 
God, I commit my works unto you so that you will establish my thoughts. God, I lay aside every weight and every sin that hinders me from the path that you have set for me. I thank you and I praise you. It is in your son's name. Amen. And now we're going to make the prayer for all of us, including myself, who needs a realignment. Father, we thank you for this moment and this opportunity to even come to you again. Father, we acknowledge even our wrongdoing. God, we ask for your forgiveness of anything that we may have said or done, any evil things that we may have done knowingly or unknowingly. God, we ask for your forgiveness. God, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. God, we thank you for commending your love towards us while we were still sinners. Thank you for dying. And God, we ask that you realign our spiritual lives so that we may stay on the path that you have set aside for us. God, keep us on the straight and narrow. God, keep allow us to keep a repentant heart. God, help us to be a man and a woman after your heart like your son David was. God, we thank you for how you kept us. Thank you for not even cutting us off. God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we acknowledge that we have messed up time after time, but, God, you still showed grace and you still had mercy upon us. And so, Father, I pray for every listener tonight, wherever they may be, whatever they may need, God, I pray that you meet their needs. Someone may need a healing even in this moment. And so, God, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Heal only like you can. God, I believe that you are still a healer. God, I know you to be a healer, and God, I know if you did it for me, you can do it for that next person. God, someone needs a breakthrough. God, I pray that you uh, go to wherever they are. God, I pray that you just break every chain, whatever it is that may be weighing them down. God, I pray that you just break through in the name of Jesus. God, someone needs a miracle. God, send your word in the name of Jesus. Those who are dealing with mental illnesses, those who are dealing with anxiety, those who are dealing with hard times trying to control their emotions, God, I pray peace over their mind in the name of Jesus. Your word said that you are wounded for our transgressions, you are bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon you, and with your stripes we are healed. Lord, I confess that scripture in the name of Jesus, that it may manifest through someone's life this evening, wherever they are. God, I believe, and it is so in the name of Jesus. And, God, we pray for those who are dealing with the loss of loved ones, for it only like you can wrap your loving arms around them in the name of Jesus. God, those who are standing in the need or in the and staying, stay, standing in the place of those who, who need to know you, 
whether there's their sons, their daughters, or other family members, God, I pray that you intervene. Do what only you can do. All power is in your hands. God, there is nothing too hard for you. And, God, we pray for those who are in office and those who are in authority throughout the, the nation. And, God, we pray for the world at large. Lord, you, you, you know and your word declares of the wars that are going on, but, God, we pray that you just help us to be ready, help us to, to keep our mind on you so that we're not um, fearful, but help us to remain at peace because we know that, Things have to happen as you declared in your word. But, God, we pray for even the situation that's going on in Israel, that's going on in Ukraine and with Russia. God, we pray for all of those countries that are at war. God, we pray that you protect those who, you know, the civilians, heal the broken heart in the name of Jesus. God, I love you. I, I give you all the praise and thank you in advance for the things that you're going to do and even the things that you are working out right now. Father, you are worthy of all praise. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you just for who you are. We worship you, God. We love you just for who you are, not just for the the blessings and the material things that you give us, but we just praise you and thank you and, and worship you just for who you are, for you are a great God. You are so amazing. You keep proving yourself over and over. We can just Think of your praises and think of your praises. God, we thank you so much just for being who you are. And we'll forever give your name all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, we're going to turn it over for our announcements. I do apologize on to our listeners that are listening online. I know it cuts off right off at 10, so I'm going to quickly hand it over to uh, the for the Rob to give our announcements. Yes, yes, no problem. Uh, real quickly, this is the Product Purpose Cam Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a broadcast, we do a, uh, do a live broadcast. We broadcast it live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And we also do have a caller number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to the host, just press the number one, and we'll get you in. <clears throat> All right. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming advertisements, and from time to time we make major announcements on this social media page as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, please check out our radio uh, network which is pkn.com, just go to pkn.com, and you can check out uh, some of our music that we have, 24 Hours of Music of Inspiration. Okay, and guys, one guys bless them. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. Once again, uh, please join us at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. Okay, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. I want to hand the show back over to Minister Arthenius Colvin and uh, Minister Arthenius, great show tonight. Uh, also, uh, I like the comment you said about the chiropractor. Uh, I usually don't mm-hmm. visit a chiropractor, but I think a nice uh, hardwood floor would do me good for my alignment on my spine. All right? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. <laughs>
Thank you for those announcements, Brother Rob. And so to close this out, I want to leave you with a couple of scriptures. So we've been talking about having that alignment with God. So Proverbs 10 and 9, it says, He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his way shall be known. So it, when we, whenever we're walking uprightly, then we can know that we're walking with assurance, walking in holiness, walking in righteousness, walking in godliness. So whenever we are work, walking uprightly, we, we know that we are. No one has to tell us. No one has to point us out. But we know that we are aligned with God. So we want to make sure that we're at a place where we do see ourselves and know that we are walking uprightly because the second part said, but he that perverted his way shall be known. It will be shown to you. <laughs> doesn't take long for anybody to show you whenever you're walking in, um, in the perverted ways. And we're not going to go into much into that because we're running out of time. But just make sure that you are walking uprightly. And in order to walk uprightly and walk with assurance, you know that you are aligned with God. You've gone through the things that you need to go through. You're going through that, that checkup. And the last scripture, Psalms 37 and 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So what better way? than to walk in, you know, when your steps are ordered by the Lord, not by how we feel, not by how others feel or how the world feels, but when our steps are ordered by the Lord, then we delight in his ways. He delight in his ways. So, again, I can't tell you how often I have these spiritual checkups when it's time for you to have another spiritual realignment, but, have them as often as you need to. That's what I'll say because, you know, things can slip in so quickly. Things can happen quickly. There are so many distractions out there that are just waiting. You know, the enemy is waiting to take us off course. Just stay prayerful, be mindful, be vigilant. That's why he tells us to be sober and vigilant because we know the adversary is out there. So that's why we have to always make sure that we are spiritually aligned. I pray that this bless you. It's blessed me. And I pray that you're able to just meditate on even some of the scriptures that I gave out this week, just constantly reminding yourself to stay aligned, stay aligned, stay spiritually aligned. Because if we take care of our bodies and if we take care of our, our personal possessions, making sure that they're still working correctly, then we definitely definitely have to take care of our spiritual life because that matters more than anything in this world. What is the profit of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So we got to make sure that we're taking care of our our spirit man, definitely. But that's going to do it tonight. I appreciate those of you who who called in and listened, or if you listen online, I appreciate it. And so I hope you have a wonderful night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And like I said, continue to have those checkups. All right, God bless you. I love you. And have a good night. Jesus bless. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see you down. I will not lose. He saved me. 